Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on? It is Victory Monday. If you are a 49ers fan, and if you're here, let's be honest, you got to be a 49ers fan. Otherwise, why would you show up to see these rosy red cheeks every day? It might be worth the price of admission even without that. But what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be going over the 49ers grades. Pro Football Focus, their grades came out. We started our film breakdown early this morning. We got the first half of the offensive film. Every single snap, offense, defense, special teams will be broken down for you. And, man, that first half, I started with the offense because I wanted to finish the week uh, with the defensive film so that, like, ah, oh, you know, you can kind of feel how great the Niners have been. Um, it, defensively, it's the story of this team. I think it has to be. But the first half of the offense, usually we get through a half in about 35 to 40 minutes. It was over 50 minutes. 49ers held the ball the entire first half um, because you had the fumble, you had three and outs, you had quick drives. Um, you know, they the first half, they just dominated it uh, as far as time, is pose- time of possession goes. And so there were a lot of, lot of stuff to get, you know, away from. And yeah, it, Rockland, you know, talking about, you know, the grades as a whole. If I had to give out grades as a whole, I would say 49ers defense, A+. plus. You have to. You shut out a team. The Saints haven't been shut out in over 20 years. 20 years. You know the team that shut them out last time, though, right? Yeah, it's the 49ers. Uh, hashtag ownership. Um, which, if there's teams that you want to own, it's ones that you have a historical significance or relationship with. We used to be in the same conference or same division. Then they realigned, changed all that up. But the Saints are dirty. Um, can't stand them. Uh, don't like them. Don't like Saints fans usually. 
Um, just growing up as somebody in Texas, there are lots of them, but man, they played dirty and, you know, shout out to chin line. He even talked about this after the game. You know, it is football, but, uh, I mean, there's just, you gotta be smart, uh, as players look out for one another. I mean, there's, there's no place for that, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. A little sore, but nothing bad. Talking about the late hits, the low hits, uh, just dirty. The Saints have been dirty way back from Greg Williams, Sean Payton. A lot of those guys were still there. Dennis Allen, he was around during those times too. Uh, Bounty Gate, it just no, there's no need for it. There's no need for it. But that's kind of who they are. And so you know else who they are? Freaking big donuts. Zero points on the board. Get what you get, man. Get what you get. Um, but, yeah, I do like, Steven, the fact that the Saints always play physical. I love that. I love that. But that dirty stuff, man, there's just no need. Uh, it, it doesn't help you. It does not help you. And so that that's one of the things that I just don't like. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Now, if I was given the off- offense a grade, right, defense A+, plus. if I gave the entire offense a grade, I'm struggling between a B- and a B. Obviously, they didn't move the ball very well. You get barely over 300 yards offense, but which was better than – you know, the Saints, but you protected it. You had like one sack, which wasn't really a sack, and then you had no turnovers. Um, the penalties were a mess. You know, the lack of big plays were a mess. They played very, very well. So I'm, I'm going to go B- minus uh, for the offense. I think that's fair. You protected the ball. You didn't lose the game, which if you go back to the early part of the season for the 49ers, the offense was losing games, N- not Playing bad, playing bad's whatever. You know, you can you can get over that. The offense literally lost quite a few games. Eh, not quite a few. We're seven and four. But you know, you the Broncos game hundred percent. You know, you you lost that game ten to eleven, and you got a safety, and you've got turnovers. We had three turnovers. Like you lost that game hundred percent on the offense. Um, Falcons game three turnovers. Yeah, you lost that game. You go to the Chicago Bears, two turnovers. Yeah, you could argue they lost that game. Um, It it was bad. Now, individually, okay, let's allow pro football focus to kind of navigate our conversation through the offensive players. There's going to be some that are going to piss you off, these grades. Uh, I'm I'm just going to be really, really honest with you. Mike McGlitchey, top six. He finished sixth. Um, He only finished with a 70 grade. And so if you look at the Cardinals game where you had, I think it was seven players with like an 80 or above higher score, we had two players this week with an above 80 score. Uh, Mike McGlinchey comes in at six with a 70 grade. 70 is not great, but it was enough to finish top six. And, you know, again, go through the first half of the film. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think he had huge misses, but he usually doesn't in the first half. Usually McGlinchey struggles second half when he gets tired. Um, But... I don't know if you guys know this answer. Um, my head itches. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> the one the, of the, if you had to guess who was the highest rated offensive player for the 49ers, I want you to throw this into the chat because I want to spend some time talking about this. Who was the highest rated player? And if you follow me on Twitter at JL underscore Chabby, you already know the answer to this, but that's okay. Who was the highest rated player on offense? Because I think that this is kind of, telling of the game it was not Joan jennings he was third and i would say Joan jennings was the mvp of the offense played absolutely incredible uh just went out there 
yeah, showed everybody what was up. I love it. You know, this was one of the things um, that I loved about Jawan Jennings. And, man, it, I love that they let him talk at the press conference, too. Listen to him talk about the penalty and that final drive. Yeah, I think so. You know, just all game. Um, I'm a physical guy, physical receiver, so I like to impose my will. On the defensive backs, and uh, I think I think he, he got to him in that particular play. Um, we ain't gonna talk about it though. I'm pretty sure he knows what's up. But yeah, next question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows what's up. We're not gonna talk about it. Next question. But Jawan Jennings was incredible. Led the team in catches. Just showed up when it mattered most. And balled out. Uh, pancaking dudes in the end zone. He was all over the place. But the number one rated player on offense was none other than 49ers rush unheralded champion Jordan freaking Mason. Oh, how crazy. He had a 91.4 grade. That's elite status. Now, he played nine snaps, okay? He played nine snaps. Uh, so, like, you, you have to put that into context. It's not like he was out there, you know, you look at the other running backs. How, how many snaps? Christian McCaffrey got 44 out of 70 snaps. Kyle Juszczyk, 30 out of 70. Elijah Mitchell only got 15 snaps. Uh, Jordan Mason got nine. Boy, did he make them count. Boy, did he make them count. If we look at just the rushing that he brought, okay, he got two first downs, and again, this was all against loaded boxes. The 49ers got six first downs consecutively. You got the ball with six minutes left in, this, in the fourth quarter. Saints never got the damn ball back. Why? A lot of that was Jordan Mason. Okay, um, He got five attempts, 25 yards, five yards per carry. All right, cool, whatever. 18 yards after contact. 18 of 25 after contact, meaning it wasn't blocked for him. He took it. He took it. He had one missed tackle forced, the same as Elijah Mitchell, the same as CMC. All of them had one. All of them had one. And they were gap power runs, not zone, which is different because they loaded the box, and he said, I'm going to run through your face. And that's what he did. Again, just to put this into perspective, Jordan Mason rushed for two first downs, the exact same amount as Elijah Mitchell, the exact same amount as CMC. Both, all three of those players. Two rushing first downs, and he did it on limited snaps when the defense knew they were going to be running the ball. And I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I think that it's so important. And Kyle Shanahan's been so big on this, and he even talked about it. What it meant controlling the clock at the end of the game. Yeah, real good. I mean, especially how hard it was to run the ball versus those guys this day. Um, you know, they were they were doing a great job stopping the run. I think you guys could see by our yards per carry. Um, and we struggled a little bit on third down, um, which and we didn't get any big ones. Um, so that whole time we're thinking of some passes to come back with, you know, if they score, um, but they never scored. Um, so you keep trying to control that clock. And um, it was very great to not give that ball back to them because um, it was the first time I think all game that we were really, um, first time we were able to impose our will on them. Um, we just run the ball when they knew we were. And that's exactly what happened. Everybody in the entire stadium knew the same thing. Okay, here comes a run. Jordan Mason, I formation, all those things didn't matter. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do it anyway. And when the offense needed to, it got those first down. Imposing their will. Thank you, Mosquito Killer. That's what was so big. That's what was huge. 
George, uh, Jason L says they need to use him on goal line plays in third and shorts. He's so physical, runs so angry, and he's not the perfect scheme fit. But if you remember, undrafted free agents, they paid a lot to get him. They paid a lot to get him. Now, why was he undrafted free agent? Well, Georgia Tech hasn't been good, and he was behind Gibbs. And so if you're a college football player, you know who Gibbs is now. He's the number one running back for Alabama and going to be a borderline first or second round pick in next year's draft behind B. John Robinson, the best running back in all of football, hashtag hook him. But um, like he was behind elite level talent uh, for his entire career at Georgia Tech. It, that's why he was uncovered. That's why he was undrafted. And so now we're getting to see what he brings, and it's just, all right, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Now, Ty Davis Price, he's going to be activated for sure. Um, and Elijah Mitchell's stead, who's going to get those carries? My guess is Ty Davis Price gets first opportunity, uh, third-round pick, whatever else. He just doesn't bring the special team stuff. And so that's my assumption. I think Christian McCaffrey, if his knee's okay, his snaps will go up. I think TDP and Jordan Mason will kind of split reps, split carries. Um, and again, I, I don't expect much. If if we're going to run the ball 30 times, we ran at 29 this week. I would say get McCaffrey kind of 14, get Ty Davis Price kind of 4 to 5, and get Jordan Mason 4 to 5. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. We'll see how it shakes out. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, now, sticking with uh, rankings, Trent Williams was second, 84.9. He's just been unbelievable. Ray McLeod, four. Daniel Brunskill, five. McGlinchey, sixth. Now, if we go to the bottom, and I saw this on film too, and if you watched it with us, it's already up on Patreon. So patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast, or just Google 49ers and Patreon. Uh, every offensive snap, defensive snap, special teams, we're breaking them down, getting them up there to you. Aaron Banks had his worst game as a pro, in my opinion. And I went through the film before PFF got their grades out. And I said that several times where I counted probably five or six just missed blocks in the run game, a couple missed um, blocks in the passing game, got the quarterback hit. He finished dead last, uh, 42.6 grade. Now, does that mean – let me just tell you what it means. It means he's still a young, inexperienced starter. This is first year starting, and he has been incredible. But finally had a little bit of a lit down game. Still hasn't given up a sack. Kyle Juszczyk finished second to last. He had some missed blocks, 53.7. But a lot of that with Kyle Juszczyk is he has the highest degree of difficulty with these blocks. It's always open field. It's always cutting back against the grain. It's always in space versus a linebacker or a D-end. Him and Kittle, they've got the toughest blocks imaginable, and it shows. Um, and it shows. But Kittle was 18th. Uh, sorry, Kittle was 17th. check was 18th. And Danny Gray was 16th. So that's kind of the offensive grades. If we look at just the offensive line and what was allowed, um, Aaron Banks gave up seven pressures. Seven. That's a lot. Um, six hurries, one quarterback hit. Burford, two pressures, one hurry, one quarterback hit. Trent Williams, two pressures, one hurry, one quarterback hit. Brunskill? One pressure. McClinchy, one pressure. Now, he did have some holds in there, uh, one that was called, one that wasn't called. Jake Brindle gave up a huge hit. Um, overall, pretty good. They had four quarterback hits, 
and zero sacks allowed from the offensive line. There was one sack, but that was the fourth down where Jimmy tried to throw it to Kittle in the flats. It was covered. Then there was a missed block by check up front, and he just said, screw it, I'm taking it and running it. Um, and so, yeah, if this is his bad game, I'll take that all day because he has been so damn good. He's been so great. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Banks and just kind of what he brings to this team mentality-wise. It's just been consistent. But this was a bad game. Make no mistake about it. Now, um, before we jump over to the defensive side to get to some of your questions, make sure you get your questions in there. We got Clayton, the madman, behind the scenes. He's tagging that stuff, getting us all set up. Real quick word from our sponsor. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general. You can bet on anything over there. MyBookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit $250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely. My bookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us. MyBookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere, with my bookie. All right, let's talk some defensive stuff. Um, number one, yeah, this one was pretty easy. Fred Warner just played lights out, man. Uh, played all 57 snaps. Uh, players that played every single snap defensively, you had Warner, you had Dre Greenlaw, um, you had Tayshawn Gibson, and you had Talanoa Hufunga. So you had four players. Your two linebackers, your two safeties, played every single snap. Um, outside of that, everybody was rotating it out, and Fred Warner was just 89.6 great. So close to elite status. One pressure, one quarterback hit, five tackles. He did have a missed tackle, um, four solo stops, forced fumble. He was just all over the place. Incredible. Samson Ebukam, he was second highest, 83.9. Um, he just played really well. Four pressures. He had four pressures and a recovered fumble. Charvarius Ward, 78 uh, grade. Drake Greenlaw, 77.2. Uh, Greenlaw, four solo stops, tied for the um, number one on the team with Warner. Played really, really well. Um, Aziz, <laughs> we got three linebackers in the top five. Rightfully so. They were so solid the entire game. Now, Aziz played 27 snaps, Fred and Greenlaw 57, but Aziz made them count. He made them count when he was out there. And it, it was it was totally our linebackers versus... Kamara and their tight ends, just like we said. If, if you listen to our top five episode, uh, what we put out right before the game, shout out to Casey Lemon, uh, Lima. He he crushed it. Love it, man. Tony says all uh, all our linebackers are beasting right now. Yeah, they're killing it, man. They're killing it. Best linebackers in the league depth-wise. If you're just looking at top two, we're the best. If you're looking at top three, it's not even close. If you're just looking at best, one, we're the best. Just Fred Warner? Take him over anybody else. Fred Warner Greenlaw, take him over 82 anywhere else. Add in Aziz, holy freaking cow. And yeah, Josh, you know, this is one of the things that's been brought up and I've seen on the Twitter feed. It's time. I've been so hesitant on this for so long. Putting Fred Warner in the context of the 49ers great linebackers. 
Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Like, it's time. It's time. He's earned that. He has absolutely earned that. Um, captain of the defense, and you're the best defense. You're the best. It's not close. It's not close. And I, I don't know, man. It's just everything that he does. It's special. Uh, I know that's a word I use all the time. But it's rare, especially like I even talked about it. You're playing against Demario Davis for the Saints, who's a top five linebacker in the NFL. He's great. He had a very good game. But you compare the game he had versus the game Fred Warner had, you laugh. It's not even close to the same damn thing, even though it was a great game. Great game. Not close to the same. Let me see. I want to. I'm curious how he looked um, with his grades and stats and whatever else. Where, where's he at on here? He, he didn't grade out near as well as I thought he did. Um, yeah, I mean, five tackles, one missed. He did have one missed. Four or five, yeah, maybe not in coverage, but <laughs> Shanahan got Demario Davis in man coverage versus Debo, and so that's rough. But yeah, and, and Big Papa, I think it's just the conversation starts, right? Because Bowman and Willis are Hall of Fame-worthy, eligible players. And I think Willis will get in. I don't know if Bowman will get in. I think he should. Um, and again, like this is the analogy that I have used so many times whenever I talk about these. And we usually focus these conversations in the offseason. Um, when Willis came into the NFL, he was the best linebacker his rookie year. The best. And his play, solid across the top, all pro level, every single year, just consistent. Navarro Bowman took time to warm up. And so you had, you know, Willis comes in here. Bowman was below him for the majority of their career. However, I argue, and I stand by this, there was a two-year stretch where even though Willis was all pro, I have two years of Navarro Bowman's best football better than Patrick Willis's best football. Like, that's just my own take on this. That's not a slight on Willis. I don't think his play ever dipped. I think there was the two-year window where, you know, you had Bowman playing at all-time level linebacker status until that injury. Until that damn injury. I hate the Seahawks. I hate them. 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 I don't like them. But that's my own take. So you had that little peak of Bowman that backed down uh, after the injury. But both are great in their own right. Now, let's allow Fred Warner to be in that conversation, and rightfully so, because he is doing something that nobody else is doing. And whenever I get in arguments with my old coaching buddies from Texas, here is the criteria we use. Every single Hall of Fame writer uses their own story or metrics or whatever criteria. I don't give a damn. Here's mine. Can you tell the story of the linebacker position in the 2010s without mentioning Fred Warner's name. Hell no, you can't. No. Just like you can't tell the story of, you know, the 2000s, early 2000s, without Willis. Maybe you could without Bowman. I don't think you could, but Willis 100%, and that's where Fred Warner is. You can't tell the story of the linebacker position the past five years since he showed up without mentioning that cat's name. There's nobody's name that goes ahead of him. Nobody. Even Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, who's incredible, his name doesn't go above. 
Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. There's nobody else. There's no Demario Davis, incredible. You talk about the Bucks and what they got going on down there. Incredible. Nope, nope, nope. Fred Warner. This is probably three out of five now. And the fact that nobody can do what he does, it's different because of his coverage. Thank you, Big Papa. He says the coverage linebackers in today's game is so much more important than what it used to be in the past. And he is the new metric in which people scout linebackers at the draft. He is. It's Fred Warner. Look at every single guy that the 49ers have brought in. The only one that's different is Dre Greenlaw. He's different. We, we have a different role for him. He's smaller. He's more compact. Whatever else. You look at McCrary Ball. You look at Aziz. You look at Curtis Robinson. You, like All of them are built in that mold now. That is Fred Warner. Insane height, length, speed. These freaks. He's there. Sean, 
He says, is Fred Warner on a Hall of Fame trajectory? If not, can he get there? The answer is yes. Now, the politics of the Hall of Fame pissed me off so much, right? So let's back. I wouldn't even plan on talking about this, but this is a great topic. So please keep these questions coming. Let's try to mitigate this conversation, Clayton. Let's stick to this concept for a little bit, okay? So if you got Hall of Fame questions, whatever else, let's focus on that. Because here's the issue. The politics with everything matters, and it's all about sports writers. The teams matter, right? And a lot of people get up in arms and, again, celebrate other people's success. Megatron, Calvin Johnson, okay? He gets in, first-year ballot, whatever else. Now, if you hold Calvin Johnson's career and Patrick Willis's career side-by-side, length, dominating, all pros, no Super Bowls, whatever else, they're identical. Why did Calvin Johnson get in? Instead of Patrick Willis on first ballot, several reasons, several reasons. One, the Hall of Fame likes to reward teams that don't have elite status. There's not a lot of Lions in there. I've been to Canton. I've been to Canton three years in a row. You go there, 49ers everywhere. Every third bust in there is a freaking 49ers player. So try to find a lion. It's like a damn safari hunt trying to find a Lions player. Are you kidding me? They don't exist. They're not there. They're not there. Now, are there greats? Yes. Sorry, Don Burr, if you're out there. Uh, I love you, brother. I appreciate your support in the offseason. But the Lions are a terrible organization with lacking elite talent. Now look at the 49ers. We just got BY in. And a big reason why Bryant Young got in, Patrick freaking Willis openly campaigning to Hall of Fame voters not to put him in, but to get the old guys in first. Literally went on a campaign to get, that Patrick Willis is amazing, man. Oh, I freaking love that man. To get BY in and push him over the top, which was awesome. Now he's openly campaigning for Roger Craig. That's what he's doing. Catfish. Now, why is Roger Craig not in? First thousand, a thousand yard back. All the, I'm sorry, I'm going off right now. I'm sorry. I hope everybody's cool with this, but I'm feeling it. Let's do this because this is where Fred Warner belongs in this conversation. But why is Roger Craig not in? And this all goes back to Fred Warner because we have so many from that team and that era already in. Sports writers hate that. Saw it with the Cowboys in the 90s. You saw it with the 49ers in the 80s. They don't like letting overwhelming amounts of the same team in. They don't like it. And it's stupid. Uh, it's it's dumb. D-U-M. Dumb. I can't stand it. Uh, Melissa. She said, I know I misspelled it. I do that all the time. It's on purpose. D-U-M. Uh, the BS about the Hall of Fame is harder on the defense. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, because most writers lean Luke Keekley over Patrick Willis. And you're right. Now, why do they do that? Again, back to this idea. Who the hell do the Carolina Panthers have in the Hall of Fame? Who? Who? Because the same amount of sports writers that are in the voting room represent the Carolina Panthers as the same that represent the 49ers. And so it, it's a political game, and you got to get them in there. You, Luke Keekley belongs in the Hall of Fame. He does. Does he desire that more or earn that? Does he deserve that more than Patrick Willis? I don't think so. I don't think so. But he will get the votes over. Why? Because it's not just Patrick Willis. It's you're also voting for Anquan Bolden, who's a Niner. Roger Craig, who's a Niner. Right? <laughs> Patrick Willis, who's a Niner. Now Navarro Bowman, who's a Niner. So who's competing 
for Luke Keekley in the Carolina Panthers, right? None. There's no competition there. I mean, it's the third-party narrative almost of U.S. politics. Like, it draws votes away from what you're trying to do. So let's back it up. The question was asked, is he on a Hall of Fame status or trajectory? Fred Warner. The answer is yes. Unmistakably, yes, the trajectory is there. Now, if it plateaus out, that changes. Can you get a Super Bowl win? How many more All-Pros can you get? Can you get a Defensive Player of the Year? Can you have those memorable moments that are burned and etched into the minds of 49ers sports writers that don't cover your team? If you cover the 49ers, you know who Fred Warner is. Um, he's, he's the best there is, on and off the field. And so he's on his way. You got to get a Super Bowl. You got to get more All-Pros. Right now, let, let me look this up because, you know, pro football reference, uh, which is by far one of my favorite sites, uh, just type in pro football reference. I, I spend way too much time on there, but part of me like considers myself, you know, a historian. That's what I did. I taught for so long, but what they do is they do what's called a hall of fame monitor number based on what you have already accomplished, right? Not looking into the future. So, to put this into perspective, the average score of a Hall of Fame linebacker that's already in the Hall of Fame is a 106.4, okay, based on their metrics, and you can dive into what all those means. Right now, Fred Warner is at a 21.85. He's the 190th linebacker. However, what you have to look at is he hasn't played that much. He's 26. He literally just had his birthday last week, by the way. Uh, just turned 26. Last week was Fred Warner's birthday. Um, now, if you look at accolades, he's got, you know, one all-pro season. He's got one all-pro season. That was 2020. And so one of the things you got to figure out, like, you've got to be there. Now, the top 100 list, he's been on there consistently. He's uh, number 70, number 21, and number 47. So he's starting to get the respect of his peers. He's been player of the week twice. Um, once, um, in week 12, 2019, week 16, 2020, you got to get those up player of the month once in 2019, November, you got to get those numbers up. Those are rookies numbers. You got to pump those up. Uh, anybody knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, shout out McConaughey. Now I love Fred and what he needs is more of the highlight plays, which you don't want him to change his play. Because if you look at whenever he had, Kind of a, I'm not falling off. I don't want to say that. His worst games last year to start the season were because he was trying to do too much. And his worst game this year against the um, the Chiefs, D'Amico literally came out without saying his name and said, hey, we had players trying to play hero ball and do too much. When Fred does that, bad things happen. He's got to stay consistent within the scheme. And the scheme works. The scheme works, baby. Number one defense across the land. But... If Fred Warner ended the thing now, absolutely not. Not a Hall of Famer. If you give me four more years at this caliber, the conversation needs to be had. You add in there a Super Bowl, in which he's the captain and leader of the defense, stock way up. You add in two or three more all pros, stock way up. But being on the 49ers hurts you. Just plain cold fact. Being on the 49ers hurts you as far as getting into this, the Hall of Fame now. 
That's just the truth because we have so damn many in there. We have so many. We have too many. Uh, not too many. Not enough. Not enough. That was fun. I enjoyed that conversation. Clayton, was that a good conversation? Did we do okay? I got the thumbs up from the mad scientist behind. And, like, let me say this. I know right now the 40 Irons four-game, you know, win streak. We're, we're trending in the right direction. This show, this podcast, is my year-long full-time job. So when the season's over, these are the type of conversations we have. Hall of Fame. Who's the best, you know, slot wide receiver in 49ers history. So I know that you guys are here now when the 49ers are playing. I get it. We do this all year, baby. We don't stop. We do not stop. Um, anyway, uh, permaculture. Uh, appreciate your activity lately, man. He's been bringing fire lately. Thank you. Uh, he says, being on the 49ers hurts you in the media, period. Yeah, it does. It, it does. Uh, West Coast hate is very real. As somebody who's lived on the East Coast, uh, you don't stay up and watch these games a lot of times. Um, and you don't get a lot of coverage out there either. So it's, it's kind of what that's, that's rough. I'm nobody you need to know says, John, how many of our star players do you think we keep as lifelong Niners and who I would have said Jimmy Ward, he's going into his ninth year. He ain't coming back. Not with what's happening now. He's struggling in the slot. Um, had a better game numbers wise, but I think, I think he's at 20. He's been targeted 28 times. 27 catches in the slot. He's great in the run. He's looked lost several times. Um, I love Jimmy Ward, but he's being played out of position. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. So I would have said him. If I had to guess lifelong 49ers now, well, Trent Williams, even though he came late, he's got to finish with us. Nick Bosa's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Fred Warner, Hufunga, that's four. Um, man, outside of that, Kittle, five. I think those those are the five that, like, you have to say, no matter what, we're not letting these guys away. The reason why I didn't say Debo was he tried to get away, right? Requested trade, all that kind of stuff. We'll see what happens. His usage is down. Um, Debo's a little bit of a wild card just with his personality, but I love him. Um, CMC, I don't know. That's rough because of his contract. His contract's a little weird. Because he's got 12 years, uh, sorry, three years at 12 million each. We'll have to see what happens there. We'll have to see what happens there because it's hard to keep those. Part of me says Drake Greenlaw. He got a team friendly deal. He's freaking absolutely incredible. And I freaking love him. He's my favorite. He's my favorite 49er. I say it all the time. My favorite player on the 49ers. Now, he's not the best player, he's my favorite. He plays my position. Um, foster kid that went through hell, but amazing character, right? Foster adoptive parent here. Uh, childhood was a mess too. Like I love the way he plays. Mike Tyson was my favorite person growing up until I learned who Mike Tyson was and the things he did. But like I embodied that mentality. I boxed and did MMA growing up and like that killer mentality. That's who Drake Greenlaw is, right? Um, and he talked about it. What is the mentality? Listen to Trey Greenlaw. Check out. Uh, I like the style, man. He's looking sharp. This is the mentality of not only Dre, but the entire defense. Yeah, I mean, she was since the start of the game, man. That's what that's what we was talking about. We was like, man, they don't score. They don't score. They don't win. It's, I think offense went down there on the first drive and scored three points. And we looked at each other and said, hey, man, now it's on us. You know what I mean? They ain't got to score no more points. So. Uh, as a defense, man, when you see when you when you see offense go out there and, and score points on the first drive, that's immediately uh, what we think of is okay. They don't score no more points. 
Oh, like just come on, baby. Come on. They don't score any points. That none, none. N U N. Stay the hell away. Like, I love that, man. And it shows on film just how much he flies around and plays. I love that dude. Now, oh, thank you, Clayton, for putting this up there. We, we got an announcement alert. Now, tomorrow, um, the 49, 40, the 49ers, uh, 49ers.com, they have asked uh, yours truly to go hang out on 49ers.com through their supporters club, which is going to be awesome. The John and Wayne show is going to be there. It's our second show with them um, tomorrow, Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. We're going to open up the show here across all my platforms, and then we're going to cut off the show on my platforms and just be on theirs. We're trying to bolster their numbers and get their the supporters club is awesome if you can't make it to games and whatnot um that's what it's designed to do um it's just bring all these people together and you can see it on the bottom now it does cost uh but we got a promo code i don't make any money for this at all i'm not getting paid anything i'm just trying to build the community and why <laughs> the 49ers reaches out to you 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 say yes at least i do um so use the promo code live underscore NOV 29, right? Because that's live underscore November 29. Uh, get $25 off your yearly membership. They send you all kinds of stuff. You get all kinds of perks. You get a cool card that you can use at the stadium for different things. Um, it's incredible. It's a really, really good program. And they're trying to get content creators more involved with fans that perhaps aren't on YouTube all the time, whatever else. So check us out. We're going to be live there tomorrow. Uh, this is a big deal for your boy. So if you are, I'm going to ask a favor for you guys. If you haven't yet, go sign up. And if you are signed up on the Supporters Club, I need you there tomorrow at 5 p.m., and I need you asking questions. I want engagement. I want to show them kind of who we are. If they see what we got going on here, it's what they want. That's why they keep reaching out to us. That's why they've asked us not to be on there once, but on there twice. Um, positive community building, engagement of the fans, increasing the fan experience. That's what we bring. I need you guys to help me out. So if you can, be there tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time um, over on 40 hourscom Going to be a lot of fun. Now, Niners, what's up? Eno, appreciate the gift. He says, do Eagles or Dallas worry you if we meet in the playoffs? Nope. Nope. 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I don't think it's close. Now, if I had to do my power rankings, um, not the record power rankings, the Eagles would be at the top of the list next to the Bucks, who we're going to play next week. I'm sorry, man, but I will never. Th this is probably a flaw. I'm not afraid of any Cowboys team. Are you kidding me? With that head coach, with that GM? With that soft-ass schedule, with that soft-ass offense, with CeeDee Lamb getting one catch in a playoff game and disappearing, that's your stud? This is your king? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not worried. Now, are they good? Yes. Is Micah Parsons unbelievable? He's great. Put him in a room with Trent Williams, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk bodying him, yeah, we saw what happened. What did he say last year? We bully bullies where I come from, which if you look into his past, he's not wrong because he's a freaking he's 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 awful human being, terrible human being. You you read a little bit about Michael Parsons, you're going to want to stop yourself. You're going to take a shower afterwards because he's just a terrible person. Now, I hope he grows up and matures and whatever else. But 
Hell no, I'm not worried about the Cowboys. Really? No. Um, no, not worried about the. The only place I'm worried about them is <laughs> I ain't gonna say it. I, I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. Uh, I will say this. The 49ers are the antithesis to who the Cowboys are on and off the field. And that's why I don't give a damn about them. My entire experience as a fan growing up in Dallas-Fort Worth with a terrible stepdad that I couldn't stand, that was a diehard Cowboys fan, drove me to you guys. And I stuck. Uh, (laughs) So, no. If we play the Cowboys, don't care. Don't give a damn. We beat their ass in their home last year. We'll do it again. We'll do it. Like, we (laughs) – I'm not worried about them. Not worried about them at all. Sin, what's up? Uh, now, Sin is the best there is. She says the Eagles looked really good. I know Joe's over there talking up uh, Sin's husband. He's he's a diehard Eagles guy. I, I respect that. Uh, my two two of my closest friends are Eagles fans. I get it. The Eagles look good. They really, really do. And their their offensive line scares me more than anything else in the NFL. They have the best offensive line. And if we don't have Eric Armstead back, yeah, I'm concerned. If we got Eric Armstead back, all right, now let's talk. Let's talk. But the NFC is the 49ers. Now, we're currently in the third seed, right? So you got Eagles 1, Vikings 2, 49ers 3. I really want that second seed. I really want that second seed. Because then you're guaranteed two home playoff games, which the 49ers have played so well at home. They played well on the road, too, though. So it's not even like it's just that. But... I don't know. 40 hours are six and two in the conference. Like we're, we're playing just fine in conference. AFC is the real concern, but you don't have to be concerned about that until the Super Bowl. Well, eh, let's get there. Let's worry about that. But I'll tell you, uh, probably the commanders. I am more concerned about the commanders than I am the Cowboys, who we're going to play later. Um, Back to uh, Niners, you know, he says, run game is the Eagles' weakness. We would destroy. Yeah, they, they do struggle with that. Yeah, they want to get after the passer, and we could run the ball. But we couldn't run the ball in the Saints. If they're going to load it up, you got to have something take place there. Um, but, yeah, you want here's my biggest concern in the NFC. Eagles 1, Commanders 2, Falcons 3. Those are my top three. Cowboys, Giants, Vikings, get the hell out of here. Really? Really? Kirk Cousins at prime time? Good gosh. Wear your chains, please, sir. Please. 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 Wear your damn chains. Kirk Cousins. Good gosh, man. That dude. I, I know Kyle loves him. Ugh. Socks and sandals wearing. You got to be kidding me, man. I ain't messing with that. Uh, JPC says, I feel like the game versus the Dolphins is a true test of where the 49ers stand as a team in this league. We don't have a ton of injuries, and hopefully we'll get some bodies back. It's a test. Uh, the fact the 49ers are four-point favorites is interesting to me. Um, 49ers can beat anybody. There's no doubt about it. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's going on four consistent, consecutive games without turning it the ball over. That's crazy. He's never done it more than two times in his career. Now he's got four. The CFC effect is, is real. And if Jimmy can continue to just check it down, check it down, even threw the ball away twice, 
You're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. Alex, what's up, man? Um, I miss you as well. Alex is uh, one of my former students. What's up, brother? Uh, glad to see you in the chat. Uh, I, I, in fact, I love also that you showed up late, Alex, which is very consistent with how you were in my class. So I appreciate that you have not changed your tendencies at all. Love you, brother. Hope all is well, man. I'm going to be making it out to uh, some of y'all's uh, games once the season's over. So I'll see you guys out at the school. Uh, I, I'm not disappearing i'm not disappearing uh but anyway um this has been fun I, i've really enjoyed this conversation i appreciate you guys getting me off task um which is always a great thing because you kind of get you get you get the nitty-gritty right shout out to wayne and his show but this is real the 49ers are the team to beat the 49ers are the team to freaking beat. And, you know, if you look at the national media man's, uh, landscape, I think everybody would say there's three stud teams in the, in the NFC. Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. And they're all great defenses. And that's what is championship football. Now, nobody, and I mean nobody, has a better defense than the 49ers. That's why they're number one. That's why they're number one. So thank you guys. Appreciate the conversation, the contributions, uh, the comments, all those things. Love it. If you want more content, head over to our Patreon. Every single offensive, defense, special team snap broken down for you in the All-22. We got you. We got you over there. But until next time, tomorrow, y'all better show up, 49ers.com, 5 p.m. That's what I want to see. I want to see you guys there. But until then, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.